Well, hello there. Welcome back to Wittenberg Radio. This this is a bittersweet episode, Dan. Mm -hmm. Especially for you and I, but I think for the larger CMU community. Yeah, definitely. Even if you're uh, not a student athlete, um, if you're a former student athlete, if you're a CMU alumni listening. Even if you've just been around CMU athletics. That's true. If you've been to any game of any sport, you're going to know the name Russell Wilms. Mm -hmm. So we are having a conversation with Russ who is moving on, moving on from the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Moving to, to greener pastures, um, heading out to UBC Okanagan. Yeah, um, so we'll ask him about that. We're going to hear more about where he's heading, why why he's leaving us. But we're also going to talk about some some happy things, like mm-hmm. what he has left CMU here with, the the community huh, mm-hmm. that he's community fostered here. Um, and yeah. it's just some good memories. Yeah, memories in general, kind of looking back on his, on his life here. Yeah. Hope you enjoy that conversation. Hope you, I was going to say, hope you cry. I hope you don't cry. I hope you just, you feel something, you know? I hope you feel like you can reach out to Russ and say thank you. Yeah, definitely. That's If there's anything you take away from this, tell Russell thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's that conversation. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us today, Russ. Um, I know that I, probably the main reason Chloe and I wanted to do this is because we're so distraught about we're about you leaving. It's been it's been a, it's been a tough few weeks, Russell. For mm-hmm. us, not for you, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's strange to be doing this with two athletes. <laughs> I think yeah. it's even better to be doing it with it two athletes. Is, yeah. We know you yeah. pretty well. Yeah, this is like a conversation with Russell, our athletic director, but mm-hmm. also Russell, our friend. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. we call you our friend? I call you my friend. Aww. And I mean, now that you're not going to be working for CMU, now it's like you have literally you have, we literally friends. just are friends. Yeah, yeah. You know? true. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the you're the only reason I'm at CMU <gasps> is is to be to, to be super clear. Um, the only reason I ended up being here and, and now I'm here for six years. So I don't know whether to thank you or to hate you. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'll say on behalf of that that I'm thankful that you came because oh. our friendship during thankful. this time has really grown. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people that are listening, Daniel and I had kind of like an interesting – Daniel's a different – for a soccer player, he has interests that go beyond the sport. And um, it, for a lot of athletes, that's not common. No. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, especially in – I'm not sure if it's the same in girls' sports as it is in boys' sports, but as a boy myself who experienced this, mm-hmm. I know that being 13, 14, and 15 and having an, a different interest than the rest of your teammates mm-hmm. can be super challenging. And one of the things that I found really interesting about coaching at CMU is I found that I was I was not one of those people that had very many different interests when I was 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. um, but I had athletes here that I was coaching that did. Mm-hmm. And I found now in a new appreciation for how unique those things were and what a gift of having that that um, that various interests and various skills mm-hmm. and things like that they bring to a community. So when I knew that Daniel was kind of struggling a little bit with youth soccer at that age and his mom reached out to me, I was really eager to like get Daniel involved. And then when you were in your grade 12 year, mm-hmm. I totally just no, got the microphone. <laughs> I remember knowing that you were involved in acting, mm-hmm. and I thought if I want to get Daniel here, I need to show an interest in what his interest is to uh. convince him that I'm genuinely interested in that. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching one or two of your plays that mm-hmm. summer, oh. and uh, and then I felt like if Daniel doesn't come, I'm going to be disappointed. 
And it was like honestly like until like two days before school started until yeah. you actually decided yeah. to come. Yeah. And I was thinking about this kind of competitively too because Daniel plays a really important position. <laughs> Russell um, just wanted to win. Yeah, <laughs> but but it was also like that if we, you know, if, I mean, I also knew that with the current team that I had of personalities mm -hmm. more than just abilities that Daniel was going to gain a lot mm -hmm. from those relationships. Mm -hmm. And so it was a Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool yeah. It's cool now to reflect on that yeah. whole process, probably for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that's the thing is that, uh, like, I, I ran into Kenton on my way here, and we were talking, because um, Kenton knows Jonah, obviously, mm -hmm. and we were talking about this too, Jonah Langlotz. Um, and, and, like, not only were you kind of directly responsible for um, kind of bringing me in and, and making this a, a welcome place for me and, and something, a place I really wanted to go, but um, the I think the really special thing that you've done here at CMU with your role is um, you've curated, I mean, ah, here's the buzzword. You got the, the dinger community. on? Community. You've, you've curated a community um, in, in a lot of cases that is not just, um, that's, that's athletes that have these other kinds of interests that are not just here for sport. There's, yeah. a, there's a number of people that are, um, but I think of, uh, like I think back to that year um, where uh, that, that first year of mine that uh, we didn't have an incredible team um, of, of like skill wise. I mean, we mm -hmm. lost in the semis and came, I think, probably fourth mm. in the league. Um, we didn't have an incredible community, and it wasn't like that. Or sorry, we had an incredible community, uh, but we didn't have the most incredible um, squad. Uh, and at the same time, I was playing for Bonnie Vitell, and I went to nationals. And I was playing in Toronto against the best teams um, in Canada mm -hmm. at, at the youth level, and this kind of incredible dichotomy of of I took a week off of CMU soccer to, to go to go do that and realizing, wow, I hate this. This oh. is terrible. This is this is like the highest level soccer I'll ever play. And it's great. It's fantastic to be playing here and, and playing against these incredible players. But then I came back to CMU and then it was like, man, these people actually enjoy having me around and I enjoy being around them, mm -hmm. and which makes <coughs> me want to play for them so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that kind of sp it is spurred on by um, – the community and, and interest that you mm -hmm. um, kind of foster in other people yeah. for other people, yeah. which like, I think is the big thing. Um, during our the last volleyball uh, game we had for the season, or not the season, for the semester, um, Charlie gave a lovely little speech, and something that he mentioned was um, that, like, you're the athletic director, but you're also so much a part of student life in general. Like, you do so much more than just the sports. Like, you know what's going on in your athletes' lives outside of sports. And I think that's just one of the things that makes the athletics program here so special. And I think that, that that's that's you. Mm -hmm. That's Russell. That's you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. I, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I mean, when you've been here for a long time, you get to know a lot of things. And so knowing, like, in order to make the best experience for student-athletes, you need to know about not just the sport experience, but how, how it can all fit together with mm -hmm. the other commitments they'll need to have. Mm -hmm. So those are things you kind of learn over time. Um, and in the athlete process, I guess one of the benefits of being a small athletics department is I'm right there in the process of the student choosing CMU. And usually right. it's not like for you, Chloe. Yeah. I didn't recruit you. No. But when Evelyn did, mm -hmm. is that right? Yep. The first person you met besides her was me in the gym probably and yeah. we took your photo and I did a little write-up about you and we got to know each other right? yeah it was excellent that was I remember that tour I remember that tour being like the one moment where I was like okay hey, yes this is the right decision mm. yeah and I think it was because the people 
mm-hmm. especially. Like, I felt so welcomed. And I knew nobody. It was the first time I had ever been on campus. I don't know if mm. you know that, but I had never been to CMU mm. prior to that. So, yeah, first time I step in the gym, I meet you. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, right, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks. I uh, thought it was going to be a good time, too, because you're pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. But, and it, um, it was. It turned out to be a pretty good time. I think. Yeah. Pretty good time. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, like, whenever you're trying to get to know somebody better and make them feel comfortable and, like, you're interested in their life, it's trying to find the things that aren't the obvious things. Mm. And, um, you know, for Daniel... The obvious thing was soccer. Mm-hmm. For Chloe, the obvious thing was volleyball. Right. Mm-hmm. For our basketball athletes, that's the obvious basketball. thing. Basketball. Mm-hmm. And if you can find out the other things about them, which mm-hmm. you, you know, when we do an interview with a recruit, we don't usually ask for anything much more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually there's things that give away what their interests are. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, with, with uh, normal communications means, especially during this pandemic, where a lot of us communicate through our phone, I happened to run the CMU social media accounts at that time, mm-hmm. and I ask whether I can be friends with you, and then yeah. I s- very quickly get to know what your interests are. <laughs> you do, and, yeah. And um, those people that post a lot, Chloe. Hi, um, yeah. <laughs> she I don't know hats. if that's a compliment or an <laughs> yeah, insult. Then I know that I can put like a happy face or a 100%. Oh my gosh, or a whenever, whenever you do a little emoji reply to one of my posts, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks, Russ. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Blazers and Athletics. It's, it's just that little thing yeah. that I think tells an athlete we're watching but also that we care. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a way of keeping of tabs on yeah. our yeah. behavior. Yeah. 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 It's fine. All I'm all I do is crochet. You don't have to weave <laughs> Um, I think the first thing I really liked was cooking with Chloe. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. True. Well, but I think I think my first, uh, like, was yeah. blender things and, Probably. like, throwing carrots yeah. around and they land in a blender. Yeah, and, and then, like, then it was that moment you're like, wow, she's so much more than volleyball. Yes. She can throw carrots in a blender. <laughs> she can throw carrots in a blender. Um, so... I find this pretty interesting. So you're you're leaving. You're you're you have a new position. You're heading to where again? Um UBC Okanagan. Yes. Okay. So you're leaving Winnipeg, but you're technically going home. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um so I was born there and lived there till I was 19. Mm-hmm. I went to a small Bible school called Cape and Ray. I didn't really know what I wanted to do or yeah. where I wanted to do or wh- what I w- where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> I ended up meeting somebody um, who is actually the current athletics director at Providence. Oh, no way. Scott Masterson. Really? Um, I met him through his sister, who was also a student at the Cape and Ray in Colorado that I attended. Okay. And she knew that I was interested in studying theology then because the school was ending. Right. And um, I remember a little Scott Masterson coming to visit his sister, and he was in grade five, and he had a little Blue Jays hat on. Oh. <laughs> and now he's like... <laughs> 42 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and our, anyways, that was the, uh, the first time I met Scott yeah. Masterson. And we've worked together now for like 14 years. But anyways, um, yeah. And then he said, like, she, she said, my father teaches uh, in the seminary at Providence. And they have a soccer team. Why don't you think about going there? So I considered applying to Briarcrest and Providence. And Providence didn't return any calls or anything like <gasps> that. And they were playing hard to get, I thought. And I was just, like, so interested. It works. So, it so works. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> For all you people out there looking for a relationship, don't <laughs> no, answer at no, the Russell. Um, no. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So I went there and I played soccer, and that's how I came to Manitoba. Hmm. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed varsity sports. I had an opportunity there to like be involved as a student worker because I was mm-hmm. a soccer player, and the student mm-hmm. workers were all involving in basketball, volleyball. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You should have a public address announcer." So hmm. I became that, and I brought my little music box here. You and started they, that, yeah. Wow. So um. 
not because I had done it in high school. I just thought it needed it. Yeah. And so I became that. And then I like people that basketball referees that came from the city would be like, man, you're so good at this. You should do the Cyclones games. And uh, I mean, the Cyclones left right away. But like, <laughs> I, I didn't realize I was good at it until somebody yeah. told me. And then, uh, then I was doing Bison's sports. And so like all of these things have kind of like grown out of these weird things where I was actually just doing student work yeah. and I was just doing it because it was fun and I enjoy sport mm-hmm. and everything's kind of like kind of like barreled into a job snowballed yeah. yeah has there ever, ever been any point where you realized that you could make a career out of this um so I was doing my master's degree at prov which I started because I did a three-year undergraduate degree and at their school at the time you're only allowed to play for four years okay and I yeah. thought I didn't really know what I wanted to do next I didn't want to leave. I was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I had great friends in Manitoba, and I still do, and that's the hard part about leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so I decided I would uh, stay one more year. And I, I, I was thought a lot of my friends went to U of M, and I had some transfer problems. And I went to U of M, and I just felt so um, different about mm-hmm. this massive campus towards this small campus yeah. that I, like some CMU students probably do, get there and say, I'm not at home here my experience exactly so i went back to home and i decided i'll play my fourth year and i'll start my master's degree so i started my master's degree and then once you've started you better finish it right (laughs) so i ended up learning to coach a little bit more after that being from bc at the time in manitoba soccer wasn't very developed Mm. so when we had the technical director of manitoba soccer at the time dick derrett Mm -hmm. who was the referee for all the mcac games so he got to know me and Just the referee. Just like the athlete. only referee? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. There was, a, there was two or three that didn't want You don't want to get too many cards from him then. And, um, anyways, we got into a bit of a relationship. I was the captain of the team, and he was the referee. And then at the summer, he said, do you want to do some coaching camps in, in MSA? And, like, we'll send you around Manitoba a little bit, and you'll do some grassroots cl- clinics and stuff. And and it was just based on I happened to have some good coaching when I was a youth. Mm-hmm. And um, So important. So, anyways, that's kind of like how... The, so the coaching mm-hmm. kind of began out of like um, somebody saw that I talk way too much when I play. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, he probably would be a better coach than the <laughs> person annoying his teammates on the field. Um, so that's kind of how that started. And then Bison Women's Soccer started out of nowhere. And so I kind of moved from coaching a little bit at Providence to coaching U of M. And oh. I'd already had some experience doing volleyball, basketball announcing there. So, yeah. So anyways, yeah. How did I know I was going to do this? Mm. Um was two things. Um, one, I didn't know what I was going to do with my master's degree in Bible and theology. Mm-hmm. Most people that do that go into pastoral ministries or something like that. Right. I never felt like I fit that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people that know me know that I question a lot of things within my own faith, uh, or with, sorry, I question a lot of things about the faith I've been born into. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, I have a lot of a lack of certainty about <laughs> a lot of the things that, you know, in, in our infancy and in, right. in uh, whatever religious background we are, we tend to tick off these things as things that we learn we should believe. Mm-hmm. As we grow out of that, we start to say, put question marks next oh, yeah. to a whole lot more things. Yeah. And we start to probably stroke a bunch of things out <laughs> and we're left with like one or two things yeah. that we're still uncertain about. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's my faith experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I had the privilege of being able to study that for so mm-hmm. long that I realized at the end I didn't fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were able to ask those questions, which is a cool space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I just it was um I remember 
can I tell a bit of a story? Go about for it. Yeah, yeah of course. Helpful actually for students when they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Oh, then bring mm-hmm. it on, please. Um, I was driving up Pembina Highway, and I was finished my degree, and I was trying to figure out what I could do with that degree, and I was um, I had some sort of a meeting at MCC, which is at the time I think it still is is on the corner there of uh, Bishop Grandin and and uh, the red the red brick building. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Where Cinema City 8 used to be there? Yes, okay. If you watched uh, cheap movies. <laughs> yeah, so I went in there, and they were talking about, like, sending me somewhere to do this thing, and, and, uh, and, I, start, and I thought about it, and I thought, like, man, I would hate to do that. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't want to do that at all. And I was driving out of there, going back down Pemba, because I was living in St. Norbert at the time, and I decided I would just drive to U of M. So I drove to U of M, and I thought, maybe I should try to go into coaching. I've been having these relationships by being an announcer with all these people that are full-time university coaches. Mm. Garth Pischke, yep. Pam Dennis, Ken Bentley, mm-hmm. these people I knew really well. I mean, kind of well. Right. <laughs> you had interacted <laughs> with them plenty. Yeah. yeah, so I thought I'll ask them, how would you ever do something like this? And I went into Pam Dennis's office, I believe, and she kind of said, you need to do your NCCP level three and you know these sorts of things. So I started doing some of those things, and then, wouldn't you know it, Bison Soccer started. So I had a, a chance to get my feet wet in youth sport coaching a little bit and, and that program. And um, yeah, and so that's kind of like where that led to building a resume of things that were student work, things that really did fit. I'd done all the skills that an athletics director oversees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd applied for a job actually at U of M in event coordinating. Okay. <clears throat> and at that interview, they said, could you create a presentation that would be 30 minutes about what makes <clears throat> an athletics event great? So I had so much experience with their particular facilities that I right. listed things like you don't turn your TV lights on, but you have them there. You don't put all, th- all your bleachers. You don't, you know, like all of these sorts of things that mm-hmm. I thought could make it better. It was kind of like, for my opinion, it was kind of like this is the next step after high school. Mm. When in mm. fact, a lot of youth sport athletes go on to be professional athletes. And one could see it as this is the next step between be- before being a professional right. rather than the next step after high school. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of made this presentation, and instead of 30 minutes, it took an hour, and I <laughs> took up somebody else's time. And I remember Aww. that the athletics director at the time, Colleen Dufresne, said, uh, wow, this was a great presentation, and you just took up somebody else's time, and we're not going to offer you this job, but we think you'd be a really good athletics director down the road. Hmm. And so it was kind of like that That's that actually cool led me in that weird this story of, like, um, I told that story when I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... So it's yeah, it's kind of helpful to have those experiences as a student work doing all these random things. Yeah. Because you actually do oversee those things. Yeah. So do you see that you hire a lot of student workers within athletics? Mm-hmm. Do you see that in mm-hmm. the in the people you Sometimes hire? Do you I see a little rust? Yeah. Um, um, my practicum student this year, which is our first ever in actually right. doing varsity sports, is Elias. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Elias, you know, if you get really good at this, this is actually a job. Yeah. And um, and if you put your mind to this, like you might, if you really like sport, this could turn into something. So, yeah, but that's the mm-hmm. practicum experience for everybody, right? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. finding the right fit. So, yeah. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Could you reflect a little bit on how you started your job here at CMU? Mm. Can you be more specific? Sure. How yeah. did you, how did you, how did you, how did you come to CMU? Why, why, yeah. why CMU versus CMU? Prob? Yeah. yeah well, the Ooh, CMU versus Prob. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, like, um, one of the, yeah, one of the positives of CMU from a person that knew CMU only through playing against CMU as a mm-hmm. student athlete, um, 
the only thing I really knew is it had the title university in it, which made me think it was a bigger deal academically oh, yeah. and then therefore easier to recruit to, I thought, from a coaching perspective. And it happened to be in the city, and I would prefer to be in the city now. So those ticked a lot of boxes for me. On my own personal journey of faith and belief, what I was coming out of was kind of concerning because I felt like I was educated to work at a Christian university. Mm -hmm. But I also felt, and so I felt that my degree wouldn't qualify to me to work at a non-Christian university or, or a right. public university. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was fearful that there would be no university that I could be honest in checking my boxes of what I believed if mm. that was necessary in the hiring process. Right. And I was really surprised and grateful to CMU that they had two options at that time. I, I don't believe they do have any now, but um, um, that I was able to choose an option of like a very basic faith statement and a very complex one. And I chose the very basic <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And um, I may have stretched the truth even <laughs> at the time. Um, so yeah, those are those are big draws for me of just yeah. like that there was just more openness of right. of uh, to express like people that would be classified as more left in their faith journey or mm. more progressive perhaps might be a yeah an mm -hmm. unpopular word to use. <laughs> um, I've heard it tossed around. Yeah, so yeah, for me that was that was a big draw. Mm -hmm. um, I was working previous to this um, with a not for profit organization in mental health, which was in Winnipeg. And I also had no experience in that. And it was just kind of like relationships that I developed as a summer student doing my practicum there that practicum. ended up giving me a job. So, um, so yeah, it was. I did that for two and a half years. And then this job popped up and a friend tapped me on the shoulder and said, you maybe should apply for this. I'm so, so glad for that friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we all are. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's stick to CMU. What are some highlights? What are some moments, like favorite parts mm -hmm. of the job? So I coached here for 10 years. Right, yeah. Um, like, if I were to be, like, really wide overview of in rather than, mm -hmm. like, one specific yeah, moment. Yeah, go for it. Like go for it. Four o'clock practices mm. was, like, the highlight of my day. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. That makes more sense. Good, good, good. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> one of the things I realized over time, and this was probably in the, you know, before we belonged to the CCAA, mm -hmm. um, and even like, you know, when you hear like the story like Daniel told about like his experience in comparativeness mm -hmm. between the CMU experience and his club experience, um, it was those sorts of um, confessions of experience, if that makes sense, yeah. that made me as a coach change a little bit about the way I was trying to, what I was trying to get out of the experience for myself and mm -hmm. for the athletes. Mm -hmm. um, for our particular school, you know, there are there is a higher level than the MCAC, and that is U Sport, where it's ultra competitive in right. every way, and and like perf like results is critical. Yeah. But there's also like the enjoyment of sport and trying to play it at the best of your ability, but genuinely enjoying yeah, having the, the relationships, the challenge, the losses, the wins. You know yeah. what I mean? And I tried to then like I mean I I it kind of came about that like this is just became the way sport became for me and my experience. And you can see uh, probably as well. And I, when I reflect on like the way our athletics program looks now, I would say that I would never judge the success of our athletics program on whether we win the championship at mm -hmm. the end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, it's much more of like a platform that we have in sport to present things that are important. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's something that I've learned through my time here. And that's, that's been almost 100% through our students 
relationships with me. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, also, I think, you know, I didn't study at CMU. A lot of the people that work at CMU are alumni of mm-hmm. CMU. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've learned, like I've been educated by CMU through the students, which is very different because they're going to the classes, and then I'm spending time with them, and their values and what they think is important then comes out in their conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think now, after being here for a long time, I think the athletics program, which is under my leadership, but my leadership has been so much shaped by the students. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it and in that way, I think I've been able to be really successful. But it's just like, yeah, it's it's one of those weird things where you feel like you, you're credited for a lot of the things that have happened here, but a lot of the things you've just been in a position mm. where you're able to um, to steer it. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense? I feel like I feel you like you are in the position of reflecting your students. Right. Yeah, right. Through right. athletics and like through student life. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just like the privilege of being in the position that you're behind the wheel and you mm-hmm. have like these students and faculty really that mm-hmm. are steering the values they're creating in your program and you just kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. direct it there. Yeah. We've been fortunate that we have great coaches here. Oh, the and best great coaches. coaches have recruited students that are great people, but mm-hmm. also that are good athletes. And yeah. so we do have that other success often too. Right. Um, and that we belong to a small conference where we have a more likelihood of winning regularly. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so those are all kind of things that I think have yeah. contributed to the success. But coaching and has been my greatest oh. joy of mm-hmm. like those practice times where like s- for students. The time before four o'clock can be a pretty stressful time, especially at certain times of the year, as was for me as a one-person department at the time, or mm-hmm. like one and a half oh, yeah. people department, mm-hmm. and trying to manage it all. But practice was always like that release time. Oh I my used gosh, to like yeah. participate a lot in practices, yeah. and uh, go through these totally boring sorts of passing combination exercises and try to make them different each time like one of the things i prided myself on is every practice has to be completely different you can't have like the same practice twice or the same drill multiple times interesting and so it has to be something new so that people have to trigger their mind to think yeah Mm -hmm. daniel's nodding he's experiencing yeah Yeah, Yeah. but by triggering your mind to think it also makes you not think about whatever you're experiencing before practice absolutely Mm. and that is so therapeutic you get lost in it you get lost in it and then once you get the the movement of whatever the passing combination is you get you just become part of it yeah and you work on your technical abilities yeah. then and like your change of speed and mm-hmm. and your quality of pass and your your communication with that one other person you're combining with mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like sport becomes therapy yeah. oh totally yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah That's something that gets um yeah talked about a lot is i think the the value of of sport as a as a an escape from from the stresses of school mm-hmm. yeah which i think is really really mm-hmm. valuable and and i feel what you were saying about how you kind of created the athletics program here not not to be solely about winning um i think i think that's so important it's something i've never also experienced before but i play better when i'm happy to be there when i'm happy to mm. be around my coaches around my teammates whenever um our coach is talking about recruits the first thing she says is they're a great person. Mm. Like we don't hear about they're a great athlete. We're talking about people. We're mm-hmm. talking about their personality and their passions outside of volleyball. So, and I think that makes me a better athlete to come in with that attitude mm-hmm. of just being grateful for the chance to mm-hmm. to play sports mm-hmm. and winning. Winning is great. Winning mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. But 
just playing and enjoying sport for what it is and for the relationships and the community and like the therapy aspect of it oh excellent it just creates this lovely space to be and it's why it's why i've been here for five years yeah team sport is so much more fun when you're playing for the people next to you not yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the point of it right and it's Mm -hmm. so much easier to do that in this space yeah Mm -hmm. is what i've found Mm because i feel like a lot of people have played on teams where you're kind of battling the people on your own team for a mm-hmm. spot on the court or the field yep. or whatever mm-hmm. sport you're playing. And I don't know. Yeah. Here at CMU, there's as far as I've experienced, there's just a huge attitude of we are all blazers. Do we bring <laughs> that up? Like, <laughs> you guys have a particularly good yeah, our team. thing going with your team right now. Yeah. yeah like, our team um, came up with like a reason for that phrase on our shirts, just because we say it so much. I say it a lot. Um, but the fact that no matter where you are, whether you're on the court or the bench, we are all Blazers. Like, we are all part of a team, and we all yeah. affect the outcome of the game. Can I tell you? Uh, can I go off on a tangent? Go for a it. Yeah. Okay, so um, when I came to CMU, I really didn't like the name Blazers. <laughs> and I would say that for, like, I would say it may have only changed in the last two years. Wow. Um, I really – so uh, I don't want to go down a tangent of, like, <laughs> what name I'd prefer. <laughs> but – um. So I also was incredibly resistant to this, this um, we are all blazers okay. theme, um, because there's a lot of we are all bisons are doing it right now. Right, and yeah. We are all lions are doing it right now. It's just so that generic. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've really enjoyed about it is attaching the word blazers to it, because we have an opportunity as all of us, especially in a in an institution that's called Canadian Mennonite University. Right. And in an athletics program, if we consider that a program, we don't have that many Mennonite students within it. Um, and and we need to find a place for those students that aren't Mennonite right, to feel like yeah. this is our home, this is created for us. Yeah. And also, like, in that way, what like especially when right now, this the beautiful thing about the world that we're in right now <laughs> that is really, really trying to educate us on equity, diversity, and inclusion is that within any place that you fit within that diversity Mm -hmm. you are a blazer for those things do you understand what i mean yeah like Like, trailblazer vibes whether you're in the in the you know in blazing your own path when you're in the privileged position of being of the majority Mm -hmm. then you can be an ally for somebody that isn't and you're a blazer Mm -hmm. do you understand what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and if you're a person that's not in those and you're blazing a path for the future of of the people that you represent you're a blazer Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's it's a one of those things that i feel like this is the first year and it's because of that phrase that i didn't really like <laughs> but i said we we should do it because this is a year where i want to make sure that that equity and diversity and inclusion is brought into what we're doing oh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful and what we're presenting ourselves to be but then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the name blazers became really cool yeah <laughs> because we are all that yeah if we're actually trying to make progress right right, right yeah. yeah i hope you know that i say that phrase whenever i read it on like probably once <laughs> a practice mm. i i just walk into the gym and i'm just like we are all blazers (laughs) just makes me so happy i love it i love it excellent yeah i guess it's i hadn't given a huge amount of thought to the fact that it because like obviously i've seen other places do that we are all Mm -hmm. blank um and there's definitely a different meaning to it Mm -hmm. um which is pretty great to think about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who who was the person then that um that came up with the slogan who was who was pushing it do you see this is funny are we allowed to name drop yeah (laughs) Who is p- pushing that? Slogan? Yeah, who, yeah. Do, who came do up? Do you know? Am I, am I allowed to name drop? I, I don't know. know. Personally, like it's funny because Charlie credited me with it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. I thought this was at your you. Little and yeah. and I think speech. I remember at the student life meeting that we were that we brought it up because we were talking about how do we 
create more. At the time that the slogan came up, we were talking about how do we create more interest on campus for athletics and for the getting the athletes more involved in the community. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, I credit Josh for it. Mm-hmm. Ah, and, um, Joshua, you but I think it was us discussing it. And I don't know whether I brought it up initially and said, we could do this, but I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, which I think is probably what did happen. And then Josh was the one who brought it up at student life meeting and said this. Yeah. And then everybody was like, yes. Whoa. And I was like, everybody's <laughs> already doing that. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but, th- but then we just went with it. Yeah, and, and so I think I, we've made it our own. I think, I think yeah. to tell you the truth, I might have brought it up, but if it wasn't for Josh bringing it up publicly, it probably yeah. would have never happened. Aw. Yeah. And what an excellent team you two are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny story, too, because Josh was a student. Um, oh and he gosh. started his practicum in a bank. What? If you know Josh and I what his interests are. I cannot picture Josh yeah. in is a, it a bank. business degree. Yeah, yeah, and so Josh was like one of those students that doing his business degree was very sport-minded in it and tried to create every open project into being about how would we fundraise to create this or how would uh, we huh. do this and to do this. So when Josh did his practicum and the person that was in that position was leaving, then I asked Josh whether he would apply to do this job. And that's partly because if you know Josh and I, we have very different um, personalities and yeah, skill sets for sure. and um and those personalities fit together pretty well mm-hmm. yeah so that's oh mm-hmm. that's very yeah, cool yeah. Yeah. yeah well i know that yeah like russ without josh and josh without russ is just a weird concept for me oh, but i'm gonna, gonna have happen, to get used Cole. to yeah. it <laughs> i know and so in order to help us accept that can you tell us a little bit like what are you excited about in this yeah. in this for this new position and moving okay, back sure. home this is, yeah this is a really cool thing um Oh, I'll try to talk about it semi-briefly because I feel <laughs> like I'm pretty long-winded. Um, <laughs> You're just excited. That's awesome. Um, I'm going back home yeah. for the first time in 24 years. And that's, wow. Um, that's weird because um, I really like Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And most people from BC <laughs> would say, why did you ever go there? <laughs> oh, nobody goes to Winnipeg. There's nothing nice there. It's a dirty city. <laughs> you know, but there's history there's culture there's diversity there's things like this here that we don't have in Kelowna nearly as rich as we do here mm-hmm. and um, one of the things I found in my experience as a student here especially with rural students Chloe you'll like hey. this and Daniel <laughs> you'll like this because yeah. of where you live prior to when you moved to yeah. Winnipeg yeah. Um, rural students tended to have a better understanding of how to have fun with nothing huh. oh yeah I feel that <laughs> totally and where I grew up in the mountains, in order to have fun, it, it cost like 120 bucks for a mm. lift ticket. Mm. In order to have fun, you needed to have a jet ski. In yeah. order to have fun, you needed to have a ski boat. In order to, you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. totally. And um, these people have an ability to make fun things out of like a piece <laughs> of plastic and yeah. snow. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and um, so, anyways, I like that about Manitoba. Oh. I like the music scene in Manitoba. Oh I like my the gosh. Art scene. Russell, we don't have you and this. I could have a whole podcast just about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um. <laughs> And so those things have, have also like, uh, yeah. And when I was in Kelowna originally, um, a lot of my friends left when they went to university because at the time there was no university there of the substance of the university right. that they have there today. So when I go back, it's going to be entirely different. Mm-hmm. I have one friend I'm still in contact with, and mm. he is going to be so valuable to me as he always, he always was, but yeah. like in a, in a way that's like daily rather than a way yeah. that's like once every three years for mm-hmm. coffee. And I mean, though, me and Dan have been talking about how easily you can make friends and how <laughs> I hope that's true still. how quickly <laughs> you're just going to have a whole crew of, 
of pals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You so I need, you need to find the West Ham Kelowna supporters group. And <laughs> <you're off. laughs> well, I haven't no, found no. one here yet except yeah. me and Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, that's part. I'm I'm excited about that. I I've, this is something that, and the m- the main reason I'm going. This is probably Im- important, and I think something that you'll all find is important if you ever move away from your family mm. is. I've never had a chance to go out for lunch with my dad before, Aww. just the mm. two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like 76. Mm-hmm. I should do that before he doesn't remember it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I should do that with my mom before she doesn't remember You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, your parents, at least my parents, have bailed me out of so many situations <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, for me not to, like, if I have an opportunity to go and spend time with them, especially my wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh! We're going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. And, um... The fact that we can do that and my parents can experience yeah. that. Uh, there's a h- part of my heart that hurts that my friends can't experience I, or I can't experience that with my friends mm-hmm. the same way. But uh, the fact that I can experience it with my family, know my sisters better than I know them. Uh-huh. Um, when you leave somewhere and you're 19 years old, if you remember your 19 year old self, you probably reflect and say like, oh, I didn't really like myself when I was 19. <laughs> Sorry to anybody that's 19 out there, but <laughs> wait four or five years and you'll say you'll that. You'll grow. You'll change. Um, but but when you go back to your hometown and you were that age then and you reflect it, you, you you now experience those relationships again you kind of go back to your 19 mm-hmm. year old self so i'm ex- i'm excited to like regrow those relationships as an adult um and to figure out like then who am i now actually in those yeah. relationships with the things mm. with the way people have like shaped me since yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's so exciting congratulations once again yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks oh. yeah. it's can you talk about the position a little bit like what's your Mm. what's your new job title yeah this is a this is a good this is maybe a good story too go for it i won't (laughs) i won't talk too much about like um i don't know what the position is going to look like exactly now so you know in in every university and particularly sport season first semester and second semester don't look the same right Mm -hmm. yeah and so i don't know exactly what i'm walking into in january i know the sports that i oversee okay um so yeah at this particular university and a few of the other universities in Canada West or in U Sports or in BC, there is both varsity sports and something called competitive club sports. Right, I've heard of this. So, um, yeah, so uh, varsity sports we're familiar with because mm-hmm. we do those things here. They are mostly university funded at the U Sport level, almost 100% university funded, I believe. Um, they belong to a large conference, Canada West. So that's volleyball, basketball, soccer, golf, cross country at mm-hmm. UBC Okanagan. But they also have something that is student-driven, student-led, community-led, uh. which is called um, club sports co- yeah. or, or competitive club sports. So those sports that they have currently at UBC Okanagan are ultimate, which nice. is oh, a co-ed sport, cool. um, and women's softball, and men's rugby. Wow. So, so those are the sports and the students that I'll be looking after. The, the weird thing about that, they're all fall semester sports. Huh. And so, oh. um, so, yeah, they're they're all outdoor sports, yeah, and they're all fall semester sports. So they're all done for this <laughs> year. So I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be walking into, and I know that then the other part of my job, apart from the competitive club sports, is the community programming, which is nice. I believe like junior heat programs, the the UBC Okanagan. Okay, heat. yeah. So I think I'll, I think with that I'll be working a lot with varsity athletes. Right. And varsity coaches to run those programs for volleyball, basketball, soccer, maybe other sports, golf, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and with youth in the community and yeah. getting to know kids, parents. And I, th- yeah. I, think, I think a lot of those things. So oh. I, th- 
so long as uh, <laughs> Omicron doesn't affect it too much, I'd imagine I'll be doing a lot of that in January that's and February. So, so cool. Like, I hate to say goodbye, but I'm, I'm also so excited for you because that yeah. sounds like somewhere you will thrive. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. one of the things that I think is, is fantastic. Actually, I was reflecting with Mariel the other day about this, that this is this is a pretty dope graduating class. Um, uh, yeah, it's true. If, that, if we're heading out, you can head out, too, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can head out, too. That's, <laughs> it's, we're allowing you to go. I don't think... If I wish we were all happened, going at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's relatively the same time. If this was two years ago and you were heading out, I yeah. would be rethinking <laughs> what I was doing here. Um, we'll send you a picture from grad. Yeah, 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 we'll <laughs> zoom you in. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing that that means is that um, I'm going to come out and see you. I know that's going to happen at some point. So. Oh, yeah, you're going to get visitors. Jira yeah. and I were saying right away that like we were expecting that the first people to come to visit would probably be tree planting people. Oh, so yeah. of course. Yeah. Dan, Ben, and Sam are the first three <laughs> we were expecting. Yeah, yeah, maybe Your student maybe athlete tree planters. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's plenty of those. Yeah, yeah. I hope you have a spare bedroom. I don't know. But <laughs> it's okay. Right we, now, we, we all have trucks. Right now, we don't have any bedrooms. So <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's going to be the process of what we hope to uh. uncover in the next. Hopefully, there will be more places to live that come on the market. But what we've learned, and for people listening that are thinking about <laughs> real estate and trying, is that it dies oh. to, like, to like from, I think it was a hot real estate market, probably in both selling and buying, and then probably mainly in selling. Um, but all of a sudden, it's become like a very trickle of like not much available. So business mm -hmm. students, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> Does that affect them? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're all concerned about crypto. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so one of the joys, perhaps, of um, changing jobs when you're in your mid 40s is you might get to live with your parents again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I a mean, lot you said you wanted to like reconnect and spend more time with them. Yeah. That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that is one way to do it. <laughs> oh well. well Good Russell, luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Thanks. This has been so much fun. Yeah. We could probably sit here and talk with you forever. I mean, anytime any of us run in, runs into yeah, you, like, in the hallway, we end up <laughs> staying there for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Just because the conversation's so good. Well, can I say as well, just to both of you, ah. that when you guys started doing this, <laughs> um, as an athletics director, to know how, like, this becomes, like, the voice of campus. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In this, and I'm yeah. really proud of you guys. That you could use your talents and give your talents to this because um i know when it came out like especially during covid when, yeah when it became a show yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, WRTV, yeah. that it was like for me it was like a connecting point when i was stuck at home and like mm -hmm. um that every was it friday we did a friday yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh it was the silly things that happened <laughs> on the youtube <laughs> show <laughs> that like uh yeah I think we're super blessed to have athletes Aww, like you guys that like would be you. committed to doing something like this for the betterment. And yeah. it also like from the athletic side of it into the rest of the community at CMU mm -hmm. to see our athletes um, with the skills that they have to serve the community like this and to bring people together and then like to really be leaders in their voice on campus through this. And I mean, in a large part, you create the topics each week, right? And so in some ways, you're steering the community about what you want to talk about. And oh. I think that that's really valuable. It's a lot of responsibility we have, Dan. It is. Responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. I mean, that that also comes from you providing a space for athletes to be more than athletes here. So mm -hmm. so thank you yep. so much, Absolutely. Russell. Yeah. 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 Take care, Russ. Cool. We'll miss you. Yep. We'll miss you too. <laughs> CMU salute yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>